What's up, guys? It's your boy, Anthony. We're coming back to another episode of Let's Talk NASCAR. And on today's episode, this is something that we really got to talk about. And we're going to get to the preview of the race weekend. As as I make this episode, we got truck series qualifying going on right now. I don't exactly know the Friday schedule. I really don't tune in and tell the races because I really don't. I really think practice helps you fine-tune your race car. But in most cases, the race is just, uh, the race itself is an X factor, so you can't really determine it. So, without further ado, let's get into this episode. You can get this podcast on Spotify, iTunes, almost any platform that has podcasts, you can get this podcast on. So, share this to your friends, share this to your family, share this to anybody you know. Just get the word out about this podcast. Let's talk NASCAR. So... On this episode, we're going to talk about driver safety because in recent weeks, well, it's really in the second half of the season, it's really starting to take its toll on the drivers. This is a long race schedule, and football players, they endure this type of, these type of hits for, I'm not sure, from potentially, I believe, June to February. Because OTAs and things like that, I feel like they get contact practices and stuff like that just to make sure they're in condition and they don't come to a training camp and just get injured right off bat. I don't know about, I don't know like how their conditioning goes for football to take hits and things like that. But NASCAR, you're taking these hits at 100, well over 150 miles per hour at many points of time as we've seen over the years. And... In the first half of the season, we saw there were a lot of hits. And this season goes from February to December. So your body is getting basically drained of its energy for 36 races in the Cup Series from February to November. I'm sorry, I said December, but November. But even in December, there are a lot of guys that run other races. And... These guys, you have to be really in top-notch shape to drive these cars now. Like, you really don't... Under, a lot of people don't really understand the type of athletes these guys are. How dry, driving three to 500 miles every race, every single weekend, how that drains your body so much. Like, we've seen it time and time again after the race. Guys are passing out as soon as they get out the cars. And that takes a real toll and a real effect on your body. And with the crashes that we've seen over the years that have been so vicious and crazy, we're just like, I don't see how they're able to walk away from that. That's how safe NASCAR made those cars. And one thing that a lot of people forgot was... At the end of the day, these guys are still going well over 150 miles per hour. They're driving cars. You can hit the wall. You can go into oncoming traffic, you know, crash into oncoming lanes of traffic, just like in real life. And there's a very real potential for injury or even death. It's not really, I'll say the likeliness of it. Compared to how many people walk away from injuries and crashes unscathed compared to those that do get injured or killed is very high because, again, they make these cars so safe 
But a lot of fans, they get away from... Over these past few years with the big wrecks so we've seen at least, a lot of fans really got away from that thought and that mentality that, oh, this race could really... Oh, no, this crash could really injure somebody or hurt somebody like that. We see these huge hits. And I think the last vicious crash we saw was either Kyle Busch, who crashed in Daytona, or it was Brad Keselowski who crashed in a test session at Watkins Glen. So, it's been a minute. But this year, I want to talk about we got a new car. And a lot of talk is about how the car itself is able to withstand like huge impacts and heavy hits, but if a car, let's say you're in like this box, right? And you're just strapped in this box, you know, and you're launched into the wall, but the box doesn't give, you feel me? Where does that energy go? And naturally, the human body is going to go in the direction that the energy is given. So you're going a full direction. You're going one direction at a high rate of speed. Then you make this sudden impact. You feel me? And then once you make this sudden impact, then if you're strapped in the car and the car doesn't give, it doesn't like, you know, take in a lot of energy. Your brain is going to get, your head is just going to be like, Boom, you're gonna feel that impact itself. You're just gonna you're gonna feel more of it. As if there was like some crash, some energy damage, because even if it's milliseconds, even small less time than that, there is like a little bit of give that slows down and lessens the impact. That's why they made safer barriers, and that's also why they made the safer barrier to come in more of the racetrack rather than you know, extending the racetrack to have the safer barrier at the place that the outside wall or the inside wall was. There's reasons for that. So it can have more give. And then with that more give, the driver feels less of an impact. You're not seeing that this year with these cars. A lot of guys, they're really feeling the impacts. And my theory is as we go on into the season, these these guys' bodies, they're getting more and more tired as we going on, get on, because you can't tell me they're, they're as fresh as they were as Daytona. Unless you skipped a few races or unless you DNF'd a few races or had, like, a few unfortunate races or circumstances. Because even back markers, if you finish the full race, like, you're still driving for the whole entirety that the leader who won the race drove this whole race because... Yep, because, like, that's just how the running order finishes. If you're new to NASCAR, you can't just drive around until you finish the full distance of the race. Once the leader takes the checker, you finish that lap. But I say that to say that these guys still take the same fatigue and things like that. Unless you crash out of a race early or you miss time in the race, have to go behind the wall or things like that, you're feeling this time... Or unless you don't run full time in the Cup Series. You're feeling this whole car this whole year. And why do they say that the hits that you feel like that? I wonder how the bumps and things on the track, how those little impacts over time affect the driver. And then you got the bumping and banging and stuff. And then 
We saw Alex Bowman. He backed into a wall, not even that hard from what it looked like. And he's out for this rest of Talladega. We saw Cody Ward go into the wall, crash very hard. He's somehow off in the race. He was on, the man was on crutches this morning. It's, it's real interesting how this race is going. We saw the Kurt Busch crash at Pocono. We didn't think much of that. He has not raced since that Pocono race. That's very interesting as well. I want to say it on say it's on age and things like that, but how many times do we see Mark Martin like crash real hard in his later years of full time racing, but he was still able to race. You feel me? Like, and that's when they still had concrete walls at places. We saw. Elias Sadler, he was launched into the wall. I think he was back into the car sooner than the Kurt Busch. I'm, I, I'm not sure about the 19 team. No disrespect to any Elias Sadler fans, but that was around the time of the season where it looked like things were already made out for that team. But I say it's to say the cars were more safer now because they had more give. They don't have as much give. They don't crack. When they crash, they don't take as much body damage. Like, they'll knock around stuff on the... And that's another thing. They'll knock around stuff on the inside of the car. Knock out tollings and things like that. Um, A bunch of mechanical damage or failures. But they don't have as much give. And that's what a lot of drivers have been emphasizing on with the hits that NASCAR has been taking. And Denny Hamlin and Kevin Harvick have been two major advocates on driver safety over the past couple of weeks. They have really been talking about how the parts are and the recent tire failures that we've been seeing a lot of lately. They've really been talking about, oh, something's got to be done, but but NASCAR is really just showing us NASCAR's really just trying to tell us blatantly what their what their motive is, what their motive is. So there's been a lot of voice and displeasure and so far I haven't heard about any fines because they're really calling NASCAR out on it right now. They're talking about the driver injuries, they're talking about the tire issues, they're talking about the parts on the next gen car, which Yes, it's produced some very good racing, but the drivers are now at a at what cost type of stance, you know? Because drivers are getting injured, you have guys missing weeks, everybody is that suffered a big hit over this year. They've actually said this car has the hits have felt worse than they have over recent years. And over the past two weeks a lot of controversy and anger seems to be built up because I have this sneaky suspicion that Denny Hamlin and Kevin Harvick, they basically are speaking for their voices at NASCAR drivers right now. A lot of guys would probably say it, make sound by so great on them on our show or share it to the audience, but I think they're speaking for the voices of the drivers right now. And by that, I mean the drivers, they all have this real big concern because we're heading to Talladega this weekend. So, and this is a playoff race, too, by the way. We saw how the last race was at Texas. We had a lot of blown tires, a lot of controversy in that race. 
So we got this race coming up right here. And a lot of guys are going to be trying to make bold moves because we have yet to have a driver that's in the playoffs at the time win a race so far. And it's been four races now. So drivers are going to be desperate because nobody's locked in. Everybody has a chance to have a bad points date and then have to go into the Roval, the Charlotte Roval, having to have a good day. And the Charlotte Roval in the closing laps in the second half of the race proves to be almost as crazy as Talladega. And points-wise, it is as crazy as Talladega because they're going at slower speeds and you don't have as many cars out the race unless you have the big one, which we do seem to see that as well. But... Drivers, something about driver safety, when it happened to Kurt Busch, something should have been done about to anticipate to Daytona and Talladega at least because these are the fastest racetracks that we go to. And the other fastest part of the racetrack we go to is maybe turn one at Pocono or Michigan or Auto Club. But, um... Something should have been done about making these cars more absorbent to the energy for racetracks like Talladega and Daytona. Because Daytona, we dodged a bullet there, but we didn't. We didn't have no real concussion, like injuries or things like that. But we had guys there saying like they hit so hard. But the same breath, NASCAR basically, they messed up right there when we saw the a lot of rain fall and a bunch of cars crash up in turn one. But right now NASCAR is in a state where they have to really enhance driver safety right now over performance or the show, if you will. Because yeah, these cars are great and all that, but we gotta do something about the driver safety in these cars. We got fire going through the dash because we saw we saw Chase Elliott. He had fire going through the side of his car. We haven't seen fires like this in a few years. And they're just going through the car. So something has to be done about this because somebody's going to get... I don't want to really wish this energy, but somebody... They're playing a dangerous game here. That's what I'll say. They're playing a dangerous game here. Because we got two guys out for concussion protocol at this at this point, basically. I think Kurt Busch is basically done for the year. Alex Bowman, it's going to be interesting to see how long until he returns. Because if he doesn't return next week, the story is going to be way bigger than how big it is now in the NASCAR world. In the motorsports world. About these cars. Safety. But without that, without further ado, we're getting to Talladega. Let's get into the playoff picture here at Talladega Super Speedway. I just want to say, Talladega, it's this different animal. Very different animal. Anything can happen at Talladega. It's been proven that like anybody can win at Talladega. So, without further ado, let's get into it. Brad Keselowski is... I said Brad Keselowski. I am so sorry. Joey Logano is the race leader. And he is 
30 points above the cut line. Well, he is 30 points above eighth place. He is 37 points above Austin Cedric, who's in ninth place in the playoffs. Austin Cedric, William Byron, Christopher Bell, and and Alex Bowman are the four guys who are on the outside looking in at this point. William Byron got penalized for spinning Denny Hamlin out on the caution, so he lost 25 driver's points, which puts him back there. But he only got penalized 25 driver's points, so he was going to be, honestly, in the final four spots. He was going to be in the first four out anyway. Well, in the four out anyway. Christopher Bell, this is going to be interesting because that 20 car seems to historically do good at these play tracks. And I think Christopher Bell is going to have a strong day out. So, today's... I feel like he's going to seem to always avoid the big crashes, not get involved in nothing serious, and stay out the way. But I truly feel like, as close as points are, a lot of guys are going to be going for position because everybody's going to be feeling the big one. But I do have this opinion. If we go, if we have a lot of caution-free action, I'm not sure how the forecast look. I believe it's supposed to be clear all weekend, but if we have a lot of caution-free action, like the only cautions are for stage one or in stage two, <coughs> I'm sorry. I feel like if we go caution-free through stage one and the last stage two, you're going to have some guys ride around in the back. And I say that because they're going to anticipate something going crazy at the end just in the stage two. Because guys are realizing, oh, we missed points in the first stage, so we're going to go crazy in the second stage. But the guys who are running in the back are also going to be thinking they're going to go and all go for position in the second stage and potentially create a big crash. And we're going to try to avoid that rather than rather than um, get into a huge crash. And they're going to do that while staying in contention to ultimately win the big race, which will be the big picture. One driver that I would want to look out for in this race would probably be Joey Logano. I feel like Joey Logano could hook up with his four teammates and they could have a nice outing. Cause he the only four teammates that are in the the only four drivers that are in the playoffs are Ryan Blaney and Austin Cedric. Those are two Penske drivers, for one. And the last driver is Ryan Briscoe. Everybody else, they're all four drivers, and we see the team orders thing going on at the play tracks. I imagine we're gonna see a lot of team orders this weekend as well. I think we might see a race similar to when Stuart Haas Racing had those four cars on the freight train. I don't know what four cars are going to do it, <coughs> but I feel like we're going to see either that or we're going to see some train racing because a lot of guys' nerves are going to be wrecked, messed up, and overall, after a few laps, after you get a run in, when tires start getting worn, drivers are going to already be trying or what if already made their position and try to line up to get the faster line. 
as in the fact in the past few years, drivers have also figured out how that top line, if you have a lot of cars on it, you can essentially form a train and really do something with that. Like, it would really be crazy. But my pick for the weekend, I'm gonna I'm gonna go out on a limb and say Christopher Bell. That's gonna be my pick for the for the weekend. Let me know what y'all think the pick is gonna be on social media. But I hope Talladega is gonna be a good race. We hope I hope we have an exciting race. But I don't hope that we I hope we don't have any craziness going on, such as a big rack that can potentially hurt somebody. We all know it's Talladega and what comes with it, what comes with the excitement. But I hope nobody gets hurt this weekend. But peace.